Welcome to Exploring with Corin. I'm your host, Corin Young, and I'm excited to share with you this new podcast where I explore all kinds of topics that interest me. I think it's very fitting that we dive into the world of podcasting today, as this is something that I've been interested in for a while. My very first guest is a blogger, a technologist, and an early adopter. He's the first person that I ever knew that had a mini disc player, a Tesla, or an Apple Watch. Back in 2010, there were very few people that were making podcasts. You had Joe Rogan, you had Stuff You Should Know, and my cousin. I've always looked up to him for his insight into the world of tech. Please welcome Zach Winnick. Hey, well, thank you for that great intro. I, I, uh, I didn't know you look up to me. Now I feel like really special. Thank you. Well, you've, you've been taller than me since we were uh, in kindergarten. Yeah, that's true. So I guess you didn't really have a choice. <laughs> no. But uh, we did all kinds of stuff uh, growing up, a lot of it uh, in the world of uh, video production and audio production, um, playing with uh, like uh, video cameras. I remember when you got uh, your first video camera, that big one with the uh, VCR that you, you strap. Uh... It was the VCR and then it had like the controller deck or something. And then it was like this massive camera that looked like a broadcast camera. Yeah, I yeah. That. that thing was awesome. That was fun. <laughs> Yeah, and then, then and we we used my camera too, and did like a two camera set, and yep. um, we also made uh, early podcasts before there were podcasts. Um, there was a device that you had that gray. Uh, I don't remember if it was TAC or Tascam, but it was a little mini uh, recorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I remember had, that. Uh, um, I don't a tape deck, a built-in like microphone, a microphone input, sound effects, and like an auxiliary input. Yeah, and it was like a four-track recorder, too, which was awesome, because it went straight to cassette, and then you can mix in, like, whatever you wanted. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, uh, dude, I totally forgot about that thing. I had two of them, because I, I had a white one, and then, like, the newer version came out, and then that was the gray one. Like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, I only remember the, the gray one. Yeah. But, yeah, we used to record all kinds of uh, programs and, and interviews and make a... Like a lot of people used to make uh, mixtapes where they just like put a lot of their favorite songs and we would do that, but we would also like uh, kind of DJ it. Like we, we would uh, talk about the different songs. Yeah. And, and uh, th- there's one tape in particular that I remember you creating that had one song looping over and over and over. Oh, and God. each time you came back, you said, man, I, I love that song. I just got to hear it again. Do you remember what song that was? I don't, but I know you do. I'm going to be like totally embarrassed because of it. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Uh, it was performed by Robin Williams. Oh, was it? It was the one for, it was the, um, the batty rap. <laughs> it was the batty rap. <laughs> the batty rap from Fernicoli. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it, I was obsessed with that song. I liked anything Robin Williams did at that time. And like, that was one of my favorite movies, mainly because the, the main character's name was Zach Young. And he spelled, no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It was hilarious. His name was Zach Young, and he spelled his name the same way I spell mine. So I'm like, wow. That's how did I not ever notice that? I don't know. I just remember walking out of the theater, and my mom was like, you know, if I never married your father, that would be your name. I'm like, great. <laughs> it's like five wow. years old, and I'm just like, great. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, well, that, 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 that's a whole different paradox. Yeah, yeah, you, you wouldn't be you. Uh, I mean, I would be in some form or another, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, one in a billion shot. Right, exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's, it's funny you mention that because the earliest I remember doing anything remotely close to that, um, I don't even remember it really. It's more of like one of those things where it's like, oh, well, I heard myself doing this and like I remember it. Um, I, I was around two years old and um my my dad so let me take a step back really quick my my dad always had like the newest stuff like he he was one of the first people to have like a uh, not mini disc a cd player he had a reel-to-reel machine in the house i mean obviously we had that giant video camera um so one of the first things he he introduced me to um was like an audio like a tape recorder and uh he used to set it up on the kitchen table and just like kind of interview me and so like my mom has the tape somewhere in the house and it's me two years old talking to my dad and i don't even remember what we were talking about you can barely understand me um but yeah so i think from an early age i was kind of always wanting to 
do something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to hear that. That sounds like it could be fun to listen to. Yeah, if you ask my mom, she'll probably have no clue what you're talking about or even know where it is. But one day I'll get in that house and find it and we'll have to. Yeah, good luck. Thanks. <laughs> uh, did, did you take John Amador's class, the audio class at COC? I took both of his because he had a audio production one and audio production two. And uh -huh. the first year I started at College of the Canyons was the first year that he did a radio production class. And um, the fun part about that was I just came off an internship at a radio station in um, in Santa Monica, actually. And so right. um, he didn't know what it's he a was. rock and roll station. Yeah, it was called worldclassrock.com. It was actually one of the first radio stations to go from terrestrial radio to the internet uh, streaming. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, we were in a, we shared the office with um, two other radio stations. One, I don't remember what it was. I think it was like a smooth jazz station or something. Um, but the other one was KNAC, which is a really famous LA radio station. They always played like metal and like all this stuff. And so my, um, my first week there, so let me, let me back up a, another step on that one. Um, so I'd always been a fan of the radio station. The girl that was the program director, her name was Nicole Sandler. Uh, she was Mark and Brian's producer for like 20 years. She was really big in LA radio. Um, she moved from Mark and Brian to go start a radio station, um, 1019 KSCA. And she used to do the morning show. And I'd always wake up and listen to her, and I loved her. She was great. And her partner, um, Chuck Moshantz. Um, they would do Nicole and Chuck in the morning, and they'd always play all the music that I love, like U2, Dave Matthews Band, um, Coldplay, things like that. And actually, that's where I first heard Dave Matthews Band, and now I'm like a huge DMB fan, but that's a different story. Um, anyway, so she she followed that station and went from 1019 KSCA to 1031. I don't remember the call letters on that. But then um, Clear Channel, which was the company that ran it at the time, now iHeartRadio, um, decided to take it off the air and put it on this new streaming platform that they were coming out with. And so, uh, I was able, I was going to school in San Francisco at the time I was going to SF state and I would listen to the station all the time up there, even though they had a great, uh, it's called triple a adult album alternative, uh, great triple a station up there too. K fog one Oh four five. Um, <clears throat> but I knew I was coming home for the summer and uh, I emailed her one day and I'm just like, Hey, Nicole, I'm, I, she knew who I was. Cause they had like a, like a forum on their website. So you can interact with the DJs and request songs and interact with all the other listeners and everything else. And so I emailed her one day and was like, Hey, Nicole, I'm, I'm coming home for the summer. I was wondering if like you had any internships or anything open. And so she's like, well, we don't really do internships. So let me find out. And then a couple days later, she emails me. She's like, the inter internship's yours if you want it. I'm like, awesome. So wow, they, they created it for you. Basically. Yeah. Um, I was the one and only intern at worldclassrock.com ever. Um, because about three days into my internship, I started on a Monday that Wednesday, I walk into the office and Nicole was practically in tears. Um, because clear channel decided that it, the radio station wasn't making enough money and uh, decided to get rid of all of the on-air talent. So it was, a, it was a basically a regular radio station, and they programmed six-hour blocks at a time, and they had DJs, and Nicole handpicked all the DJs and everything, and they were all, like, her friends, and they all came over from, like, other stations and stuff. And they basically told her, they're like, well, you're going to run the station, but you're going to fire everybody else. And she's like, no, I'm going to leave too. So um, that Friday was her last day, and then for the next two and a half months, basically. It was just me running that radio station because Clear Channel dumped it on um, the guy that was running KNAC. His name was Paul Long. Um, if anybody's listening to this podcast that listened to KNAC, his radio name was Long Paul. Little tiny short dude, had long hair, had a handlebar mustache, you know, awesome radio voice. And so, like, the first day I meet him as my new boss, technically... He's like, yeah, I know nothing about any of this music, so I'm just going to teach you how to program everything, and then you can go in every day or every week and program it yourself. I'm like, okay, great. And I'm like, I'm assuming, you know, that you know, you only really know metal. And he's like, no, I'm a jazz saxophone player. I'm like, you're joking. He's like, no, dude, I I really play jazz saxophone. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so um, I did three months at WorldClassRock.com, and then. Um, I decided not to go back up to San Francisco. That's why I ended up back at COC. And uh, first 
first class I registered for was uh, Amador's radio production. And so um, I walked in first day. I'm like, hey, I just came off an internship at a radio station. If you need help, he's like, perfect, because I don't know what I'm doing, basically. And so um, I helped him with that. And actually, that's how I, we actually, him and I became friends. So um, then I took all the rest of his classes, you know, the three years that I was there. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember taking those classes, too. And I wanted to get into audio production uh, from a post-production standpoint about how you know I, we could use it for uh, film and television. But uh, in that first semester class, I want to say audio 170, uh, we ended up making a radio broadcasts. Which so we were playing music. I I recorded a few of them. So there was one that I did where I had the music of like Bare Naked Ladies and Weird Al Yankovic and They Might Be Giants, and I got to kind of DJ it and talk about it. There's another one that I did was that was kind of like a parody uh, interview where I recorded uh, uh, myself interacting with pre-recorded interviews by by other people, but uh, they were based, it was weird recording these radio broadcasts to tape in a format that people could listen to when they want to instead of on the radio at a s specific time. But that's basically a podcast before there was even the iPods. Mm -hmm. Exactly, that's kind of what we were going for with that too, because um, I don't know if they ever launched it i thought they did but one of the things that we were working on when i was there was uh kugr radio uh -huh. um and it was going to be streaming internet radio but we were also going to do like if you missed the 11 to 1 show like you know the zany zach show whatever you want to call it um you can go back and listen to it and you know in on demand so to speak so you know, we were looking at we were looking at that too, and you know, little did we know that at the same time, you know, there was podcasting that was being created by Adam Curry and Dave Weiner, um, you know, and like a delivery system and all that stuff. Like we were just gonna throw it up on a website and call it a day, you know. Yeah, there's still some pretty cool stuff in the works, uh, both in terms of a streaming service, and uh, COC's also partnered with somebody at. Uh, K H U G K Hug, uh, who has a uh, an FM radio transmitter, and so he broadcasts stuff um, from home, and y you can send him content, and you know he he puts it online. Cool. But yeah, you know, so once I um once I graduated college and and moved to um Las Vegas, that was around 2004. Um, that's when I started podcasting, and um came up with a podcast i called it the desert surf report because i was living in las vegas and mm -hmm. i always used to love surfing and i'm like all right well this is kind of cool and um you know I, I learned a little bit about how it worked with like rss feeds and hosting it on a website and the enclosures and all that stuff um but yeah i would sit there in in my living room with a with a microphone and a yeah i think i was using a um it was an a, an mbox remember that mm. the mbox 2 yeah from I've, I've got a, a lot of them that i bought within the last year from from an auction a company a post house went out of business and i ended up with like nine mbox two minis oh my god so if you know anyone that needs some uh yeah i i, I don't <laughs> yeah they, they they don't work with any of the new uh os's yeah it, it blows me away too that like you know back in the day this is a complete tangent like back in the day when you wanted to use pro tools you had to have pro tools hardware mm -hmm. and now you don't have to and i think that's awesome. yeah yeah they've changed the whole system yeah anyway so yeah i was i, I had it my actually this sm58 that i'm recording my audio on and uh, mbox 2 and i would just sit there and record into pro tools and uh you know mix my my vo my vocals i'd mix in some music and do like a little music podcast and actually one of the ones i remember and i got i think i have the cd somewhere um because i burn them to cd so that way i can go listen to them in my car because it was before uh -huh. you can put them on ipods i think or before there was an automated way to do it i guess like a yeah. commercially available one um i would um uh, it was a um i was going to texas because my friend had a drum and bugle corps that was going to march in the mardi gras parades in new orleans so oh, cool. it, yeah. it was my first time going to Texas. So I'm like, all right, this is really funny. I'll talk about going to Texas and then I'll just play all these songs that have to do with Texas. So like I had like the Dallas theme, the <laughs> Dallas TV show theme song. Um, I had all my exes live in Texas. Um, I had, um, um, 
Screw You, We're From Texas by Kinky Friedman, which is a great song if you've never heard it. He does another one called Snake Farm, which is an actual place outside of Austin called the Snake Farm, and it's literally just like a farm with snakes. Um, huh. But yeah, so I mean, like, that was the stuff that, that I played on that. So like, you know, I, I'd always try to do like a theme. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I kind of got into podcasting, and then... I kind of got tired of doing that one. Like I have really bad OCD when it comes to podcasting. Like I'll do like seven or eight episodes and be like, you know what? This doesn't work for me anymore. Like me personally, like I could have like three or 400 people listening. I'll just be like, Nope, I'm going to change and do a completely different format. So the, um, the next podcast that I did, it was actually one of the, it was a, we'll call it a shower thought. Like I was sitting there one morning in the shower while well, standing. Um, and sorry. <laughs> and, um, I came up with an idea for a podcast. So, um, I, I don't call myself a musician anymore, but I was one before. Um, I played an instrument called the Chapman stick and, uh, is this the stickiest podcast? Yeah. The, um, not the stickiest podcast is there is one called the stickiest pod. That's the other one. What's What's what was mine yours? was, um, stick world the stick world podcast. stick world yeah that's it and um i um i i i did that it was music dedicated to it was a podcast dedicated to the music of the chapman stick and uh right around maybe about a year into it it was the longest podcast i'd ever done like longest <laughs> over time and it actually gained enough notoriety that i was actually a new and noteworthy podcast on the itunes store uh, I have a screen capture of it somewhere. I was like number four or five or something. It was awesome. Um, but then I decided again, my OCD kicked in. I'm like, Hey, YouTube's like really coming up now. And there's a lot Is that of your ADD, ADD, OCD. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, yeah. Anyway, my OCD is not kicking in about my ADD. Um, <laughs> so I decided to do the stick world video cast and, um, I would rip videos from YouTube and, um, edit them together and kind of do like an MTV type thing in my studio in my old house in Vegas. And um, there's some still out there somewhere, but because of, you could do video podcasting into iTunes. So I just yeah. did that and just ran the video through the RSS feed too. So it was a, uh, it was interesting. I was, what camera was I using? I had a, um, I had a digital eight camera that I could hook up to my computer. Oh, right. So I had a Sony Digital 8 camera that I hooked up to my PowerBook G4. Tells you how old this is. Um, it was actually yeah, I the, still have mine. It was, it was the last PowerBook G4. It was the 1.67 gigahertz one. Whoa. Yeah, dude. Nice. It was. I love that computer. It was awesome. But um, yeah, I had that, and that was my. Th and actually, the funny thing about that too, uh, I'll, I'll tell this story too because it's kind of fun and it deals with technology and podcasting basically. Um, Tom Green. We all know Tom Green. Uh -huh, um, I remember you on, on there. Yeah. yeah. So he used to do a show from his house and he, you know, anyway, so, um, now, now everybody does that. Yeah, but I was going to say now he, everybody's he doing first. what he was doing first. You know, when was this? This was like 15 years ago. Uh -huh. And, um, I'll, I'll tell a little bit of a backstory on this too. My friend Joey and I used to go every Friday or every Thursday, Thursday down to, um, I think it was in Burbank. It was um, MTV had a studio there and Tom Green would record his Tom Green live talk show in the studio. And so on Thursdays, he would do Thursday's show and then immediately do Friday's show. So that way he could have a three day weekend or in case he wanted to go do like stand up gigs somewhere or something like that. So my mm -hmm. friend Joey and I always used to, we literally went every Friday from when the show first aired to we were actually there for the very last show that never aired. Um, and like, we became friends with all the producers and all the guys that worked on the crew and like all this stuff. And so um, one day they were doing a show and they had um, Tom, Tom Green's, Tom Green's house, Tom Green's home, something like that. It was an internet show and he would stream it on the internet. And um, he had Kat Von D from uh, LA Inc on there and he had somebody else who I can't remember. And the only reason why I remember Kat is because he had her on there because she just opened a tattoo parlor in Vegas. And where was I living at the time? Las Vegas. So one of his producers called me up and was like, Hey, um, we know you live in Vegas. Do you want to be on the show? And you know, do you have the ability to go to like one of the casinos or something and, and record yourself on video and be interviewed by Tom? I'm like, I'll do you one better. 
I'll set my camera and everything up in my car and I'll drive down the Las Vegas strip and that way you can see everything. And so yeah, this was pre iPhone, by the way. So nobody had the ability to do live video streaming. Yep. Yeah, I think you had your laptop mm -hmm. hooked. Te it was tethered to something. I don't remember how you were doing it. So AT&T used to sell these little USB dongles that were a... That's um, what it was. Yeah. yeah it was, it was a, I mean, essentially it was a cell phone, but all it was was data. So I had that plugged into my laptop and then I had my video camera plugged into the computer and I had it mounted... I had I had a I had a, T, a a computer monitor stand. It was huge. Um, I had it mounted to my dashboard. Put the camera on that, and then I was driving down the Las Vegas Strip, live streaming from Las Vegas to Tom Green in L.A. And uh, yeah, that was that was <laughs> that was wild, man. Yeah, I remember when when he would throw his you and say, "Hey, we're gonna check in with our Las Vegas correspondent Zach Winnick. Zach, are you there?" Yeah, and then there was like a, there was a little bit of a delay, but yeah, yeah, and yeah. So yeah, that, that's kind of my claim to fame. And I found that that clip, like that episode, online four or five years ago, and I saved it. Oh, good. I've been looking for it. I can't find it. I saved it on YouTube. Like I like put, added it to my favorites. Oh, they took it down. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's gone. Yeah, but um, I just heard Tom Green on Joe Rogan's podcast. Like uh -huh. I don't, I don't listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. The only time I've ever listened to it was when he had Tom Green on and when he had Elon Musk on the last two times. Uh -huh. And um, Tom said that he had like this huge server farm that he saved all of his stuff. So I might, I think I still have his phone number saved in my phone. I might give him a call and be like, "Hey, I was just thinking about this." <laughs> Hit him up. Have you seen him recently on uh, Instagram Live? He yeah. was in the news re recently for falling asleep during his. Uh his uh instagram live uh broadcast yeah i follow him on instagram and twitter I've, I've i've been a huge tom green fan since the tom the original tom green show like way back in the day so not not the green tom show not the green tom show this is the tom green show that's right yeah <laughs> so 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 yeah you had your, your desert surf report you had your um stick stick world uh, you have a, a music one, uh, Zach's Tracks. Zach's Tracks. Zach's so that started off as a blog. Um, I've, I've done a few podcasts every once in a while, but the, the original reason why I got into all of this stuff was, um, if you've ever seen the movie Almost Famous, the Cameron mm -hmm. Carr movie with, um, Kate Hudson, uh, I wanted to be, um, the main character from almost famous which um is you don't actually, say. yeah i know right which is actually based on cameron crow that was it's basically a semi-autobiographical story um because he actually that's how he got his start he was a writer for rolling stone and mm -hmm. so i um i always wanted to write for rolling stone and so originally that's why that's what i was studying in college i was studying broadcast and then i decided like hey no you know what i want to study journalism i i love writing and so I started doing that, and so Zach's tracks, Z A X T R A X, um, kind of was my outlet for for that. And I did a couple of podcasts with it. I, I didn't like it. I kind of got spooked by the whole like licensing thing. Um, oh yeah. Never mind the fact that a couple of years later, ASCAP, the the publishing company, came out with a um, thing called the Play Now license, where basically you pay two hundred dollars a year. Or it used to be two hundred dollars a year. I don't know what it is now, um, but it covers streaming services. So if you were streaming music like in your office or you know something like that, and you had your own mix, um, you could use this license to play the music. So I put on my lawyer hat, which is very tiny, and um, read through like the the rules and there was really no rule that said that you couldn't use this license for a podcast because technically podcasts can stream um you know yeah. and they're on demand so uh i just kind of used that as my you know if i ever got flagged by the fcc or ftc or you know me whoever <laughs> um whoever monitors podcasts and i guess it's the fcc um you know i could be like nope hey i got this license here like you can't you can't get me and then luckily i never got challenged but um so so that's pretty neat so that would count um so what if you had like sponsors and you were getting paid for it or anything like that does that matter or just 200 bucks a year covers you to 
play whatever songs you want. That was that was before sponsors on podcasts were things. When you know that only started maybe about three or four years ago, because or four or five years ago, um, when people realized that oh hey we can make money off a of podcast or I can make money doing a podcast. So I don't. That's I, that tells you how long it's been since I've done anything having to do with like a music podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't know how that works now with sponsorships and stuff like that. Um, I would assume that you know nothing really has changed, and you can still use that license and and do it that way if you want it to be legal. I know there are people that don't do that. Um, so. I know a lot of podcasts that do play music though are covered by um, the licensing from like radio stations. So like a lot of radio stations have podcasts that they do with music. Mm -hmm. There's a really great one. If anybody wants to listen to it um, from K E X P in Seattle, Um, they do great music podcasts and like the music that they play is awesome. So it's like that Seattle music scene and they play a lot of like bigger stuff too, but um, they're, uh, they're pretty good. Huh. Okay. Yeah, and and now you have a podcast that there's there's a couple that you post to uh with kind of uh some kind of fr- frequency uh these days. Um it's kind of just your your microcast as you call it, mm-hmm. where it's just your daily ramblings. Yeah, so there's a great service called micro.blog and basically it's for people that are tired of like social media and you know they want to they want to interact with people which you don't have to do that's the beauty of it um but the other part of it is is you get your own website with it and um now they just introduced uh, maybe three or four months ago you can actually buy domain names through them as well they're a, they're a registrar um but basically for ten dollars a month um you get web hosting and you get um, microcasting and the only reason why it's called microcasting not just because it's on micro.blog um, but because you're limited in size on the file that you can upload i think it's only like 30 to 50 megabytes mm-hmm. so okay. that kind of forces you to think smaller when you're doing your recording so you can't do like an hour-long podcast um unless you compress the hell out of it but i don't recommend that um but you know you can do like a 10 or 15 minute podcast and a lot of a lot of the people on there take that opportunity to instead of like blog they they do a microcast and uh, there there's one guy he does it it's called the chetcast and he's on there with his two kids and it's basically like a daily thing and they just talk to each other and like hey this is what we're doing today like are you guys excited about this like it's really cute but it's only like 6 to 8 minutes long and it's literally just that and um, it, it tells you stats and stuff like that. And you get your own separate podcast feed. So if you wanted to upload it to iTunes, you can do that or Spotify or Google Play, you know, wherever you want to put them up. Um, so you, you can do it that way. It's, it's, it's a great service. It's really easy to use. Plus, you get that built in community. And so, like, they have an app that looks like Twitter, um, but it's not Twitter. And actually, the cool thing is if you wanted to have a Twitter presence as well, you can cross post from micro.blog to Twitter. So a lot of the stuff you see on my Twitter feed um, comes from micro.blog as well. So like I use it for a lot of photography stuff. Um, Like anytime I post a picture, like they have a separate app called sunlit, which is kind of like an alternative to Instagram. Um, But it's only the micro.blog community. Um, You know, I can upload all my pictures to there. Like example um, at the beginning of March, there was a giant tornado that came through Nashville where I am. Yeah. And um, like it literally went through the neighborhood that I used to live in. So the next weekend um, my wife and I went down there and, with a couple of our friends and I took some pictures and, you know, just walking through all the destruction and everything. But when I was done, I took, you know, the 10 best pictures and put them up on micro.blog and wrote like a little blurb about it. And now it's on my website. So if you go to zachwinnick.com, you'll see that on there. And it's pretty cool. And it's, it's, it's a really nice looking site. And, you know, I've, I've been on and off there since it, I, I backed it on Kickstarter actually about three years oh, ago. Neat. Um, it was one of the first things I ever backed on Kickstarter and, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And it's run by a great guy. His name is Manton Reese, Manton Reese. Uh, he's a software developer. He actually um, he developed a piece of software. Speaking of Twitter, called Tweetmark, where that like 
Twitter apps used to use back in the day where it would actually save your place in your timeline. So he, he wrote oh. that. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, he sent some other I remember stuff. that. I think it does. Does it do that now automatically? Uh, one the, of the updates the, added or no? The Twitter, the official Twitter app does not do that, but there are other ones that use iCloud huh. to, to sync. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Neat. Uh, so speaking of, uh, your process of, of posting stuff, that is something I wanted to pick your brain about and, um, might as well do it here while we're talking. So, uh, I've updated my podcast recording equipment over the last few years, um, several times, you know, I've got systems where I can go out with just my phone and a couple of lavalier mics. I've got some like handheld mics that go into like a portable recorder. Um, I have some nice condenser mics that go into the pro tools. And now I'm using uh, this dynamic mic and the Rodecaster. And so recording it and mixing it and editing it and all that, I've totally got. But then I just have a file for me. And uh, I'm familiar with some ways to share it. Like I can put it up on YouTube. I can put it up on Facebook. I can, I guess, upload the audio to uh, SoundCloud or something. But all of your podcasts are like everywhere, right? They're on Spotify. They're on the iTunes store. Uh, they're on like the Google Play store. How do you do that? How would I go about doing that? Do I need an account with uh, one of these fancy uh, services that you have? Or are there any free options? Uh, do you post it to one place and that distributes it? Or do you have to do it individually? So there, there's a bunch of ways you can do it. Um, you can use micro.blog um, before micro.blog and even with micro.blog as well. Um, you can get a, a WordPress website. Um, you go to wordpress.com. It's free. Uh, uh -huh. I have a WordPress. Yeah. So you, you can add a plugin. It's called Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. And basically what that does is you fill out all the information on the inside of it, like all the, in all the settings. So like what it does is it'll take your WordPress site and essentially give you that podcast feed. And it does all the enclosures and all the coding for you. And all you do is just upload the file and you can put show notes and stuff in as if you were posting a WordPress post. But then you can take that special podcast feed out of WordPress and submit it to all of the podcasting aggregators, if you want to call it that. Um, and it actually mm -hmm. in there under each section, because uh, it'll link back to those. So like it'll have a space for your iTunes one and your Spotify one and your Google one. Um, it'll actually have a link right under it where you can click on it and it'll take you right to the submission page. And you can just copy and paste your... Um, your podcast feed URL and just put it right in there. And then it just goes through an approval process. Um, Apple usually just always approves everything unless it gets flagged. Like I, I had a, um, <laughs> I had a Dave Matthews band podcast and what I would do is whenever they would go out on tour. So they're one of the few bands left out there that actually allow their fans to tape all of their shows. And these yeah. guys bring like thousands of dollars worth of equipment to these concerts. They got like DAT recorders and now digital recorders and $3,000 microphones up on boom stands and like all this yeah, crazy stuff. You used stuff. to bring your mini disc recorder. Oh yeah. I used to bring my mini disc recorder everywhere. The thing was amazing. Um, that's a different story to tell you about that one. <laughs> I actually, I still have it and it still works. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I, I did a Dave Matthews Band live podcast. It was called DMB Live Podcast. Um, I had to stop doing it because Dave Matthews Band came out with a um, digital audio series called DMB Live, where they would release, you know, unreleased shows from the past. So like, I think like now their oldest one is from like 1992. Anyway, uh -huh. so I would I would play music from like the current tour. Um, I would play music from past tours. Um, the very first time I uploaded that show to iTunes, it actually got denied. It's the only time I've ever had a podcast denied by iTunes. Um, and what, why was that? Was it because the content was copyrighted or because the name, they, they were using the same name, DMB Live? Um, it was, so that podcast was before DMB Live started, like the official DMB Live. Uh -huh. um, but it was because of the content that was in it. So they thought that the music was like bootleg music. But I was able to appeal it. And it was. Yeah. I mean, but it was, it was legal. a legal bootleg. Um, you know, so I had to write him an email to appeal it and tell him, like, no, hey, the band allows taping and distributing, like, all the live shows. Like, if you do the whole show and you don't convert it from lossless format to lossy format. So, like, um, there's a format called FLAC, F-L-A-C. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, an, it's a 
compressed, uncompressed file, if that makes sense. And so um, what people were doing was they were taking those files, compressing them down to MP3s and burning them to CDs, selling them in record stores, things like that. So you couldn't do that. Um, so I had to like explain that to Apple and eventually they approved the podcast. They did maybe about 10 or 15 shows of that. And then the tour was over. So, um, I just never picked it back up cause then DMB live started. Um, yeah. but yeah. Um, so you can, you, you can use WordPress, uh, micro.blog, obviously. Um, the only problem with that one problem with that one is you have to submit them all yourself and know where to go on the websites, but a quick Google, you know, Spotify for podcasters search will take you to the Spotify, Google Play for podcasts. You know, it'll take you there also. Um, and you have to do each each episode manually for each time, or you do it set up set it up once. You have to do each feed manual or each aggregator um, one time. And basically, all you're doing is you're telling them, "Hey, I'm starting a podcast. You know, scrape this address every day or so." And, um, you know, if there's a new or, well, basically anytime a new show gets posted, it'll update the feed and then they just update on their end, you know, every day, every two days, whatever. Um, now there's algorithms and stuff that will notice the popularity of your podcast and like uh -huh. iTunes, like if you're like, you know, Joe Rogan or NPR or something, it'll update that every 15 minutes where if, you know, you're Zach Winnick, it'll update it maybe every two or three days. Which is fine. Yeah. Or you can force it to manually update. Anyway, um, you don't. Every episode, you do not have to update it. It automatically does that for you. Okay, so you don't upload it uh, to each place. You would upload, in this case, your audio to your own WordPress site, and then iTunes and Spotify and Google would check back, and then they they would pull your audio, and then does the podcast live? Do they take a copy of it that lives on their server, or do does it always come from yours? It always comes from yours, so that way you can you can always track your stats, and um, you know, so that way, you know, if you get a thousand downloads, it'll show on WordPress a thousand downloads. But then you can go back in each episode in iTunes or Spotify or wherever and see where those one thousand came from. So you know, you might get four hundred from iTunes, two hundred from Spotify and then the rest from Google and you'll be able to see that breakdown and the cool thing is too it uses IP addresses and all this stuff so it'll geolocate where it's coming from so not like specifically to you know like your house but like it'll say oh hey you know this podcast was downloaded 20 times from Nashville Tennessee and then I'll probably be like oh it was me downloading it myself or you know this yeah. podcast was downloaded you know 20 times in Kazakhstan which actually happened which was really weird um so it doesn't tell you how many listens because it doesn't know like my, my iphone automatically downloads all the podcasts that i subscribe to and they live on my phone so i can listen to them on an airplane or not listen to them so those people are going to know that i downloaded it but they won't know anything else right right they won't know like if you listen to it three times they'll just see the one time that you downloaded it and you know. Yeah. Okay. And that's and that's really the only stat that matters. It doesn't matter how many times you listen to it. It just matters how many times it gets downloaded. Like if you're thinking about getting sponsors for your podcasts or whatever, yeah, that's how many that's, that's what they look at. Yeah, they want to know how many subscribers you had, how many plays you've had, how many impressions, you know, things like that. That's it's 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 like TV now. It's you know it's just you know who's your audience, what does it reach, you know, things like that. You know, if you want to be on Instagram or anything else, it's all the same. Yeah, I'm not even thinking about sponsors yet. Do you, do you, you don't have any sponsors on yours, do you? you just... I, I'm not. I'm not against sponsors, but any podcast, I'd, I I don't make podcasts to, for money. I do it because right. it just satisfies that need that I have to listen to myself talk, basically. <laughs> yeah, sure, okay. Um, so aside from micro.blog and that uh, Blueberry WordPress plugin, are there any other ways that are easy to get? your podcast out there to all the different places yeah one know. one one's really easy and it's really fun to use um and i, I like it because it has a really cool cover art generator um and that's anchor fm um anchor, oh okay i know i know anchor yeah uh, anchor. We, we've used it for recording audio where you have people remotely and they're using their phones and it always sounds bad to me but i don't know if they have the ability to upload your own they do, do they mm -hmm. oh okay. um i actually i had um before I decided to do microcasting on micro.blog, I did a microcast oh. on anchor.fm. Um, it's still up there. I think there's like maybe two or three episodes called the Zachrocast. 
Um, uh-huh. it's micro anyway. Um, yeah, yeah it was dumb. It. And then my cover art was a zebra standing in the middle of a field. So it's like, whatever. Um, but you can record your own audio and then upload the file, uh, to anchor. And then the really nice thing about anchor is it takes care of all of that for you. So you upload your audio to anchor and it'll distribute it all for you. You just check a box like, Oh, I want it on iTunes. I want it on Spotify, Google, Deezer, um, what's the other one stitcher you know things like that um it'll automatically do that for you which is great especially if you want to get into podcasting and then the really nice thing too if you want to kind of stick your toe into the water of sponsorships um there's a little radio button that you can click that'll turn on ads for your podcast and it'll play one at the beginning and one at the end and you get a little bit of money from it and you know they uh they play their ad so it's kind of cool. Yeah, I think I wouldn't do that until I build the following. But yeah, so that, that's that's cool with, with Anchor. Now, do any of them allow you to have multiple podcasts? Like if I wanted to do, let's say, two different shows, would I need two different WordPress, two different micro.blogs, two different accounts with Anchor? Okay. Yeah, you would. Um, Anchor only allows you to do one show at a time, which I kind of thought was annoying, but I get it. Um, micro.blog, you can have multiple blogs, multiple microcasts under the same account. Um, and just switch back and forth between all of them. Um, and especially now too, it's kind of cool. They just made some changes, um, where now you can even have multiple people posting microcasts. So if you wanted to have like a microcast, um, syndication <laughs> network, so to speak, you yeah, can have one, one account and then have multiple people posting to it. And each one of their podcasts would have a separate feed and all that stuff. It's really cool. Like it's come a long okay. way. And who's that one through? Micro.blog. Blog. Okay, now that's a pay service, though. Yeah, it's it's it, right? it's five dollars a month for just a basic service, and then you pay an additional. I think it's maybe five or ten dollars um, for the ability to podcast. But then you also are able to upload video and photos as well. So it's it's kind of well more photos. Like you can. Oh, that's an interesting point. Video. Are there any uh, of these services that allow video podcasts? Um, WordPress, if you do it through there, definitely does because. Uh-huh. So you, you, you post your own video to your WordPress. When iTunes takes it, do they take the whole video file or does anybody extract the audio from it? Nope, it's, it's the whole video file. Like it treats video files as video files, audio files as audio files. So uh-huh. um, okay. what a lot of people do is they'll post the video and then they'll post an audio only stream of the video as well. Yeah, you'd probably have to call it two different things. Yeah. Because somebody can, might want to subscribe to only di- the audio can, version. Yeah, you would create two different posts. But... Um, all the software is smart enough to realize, oh, hey, this is a video file. This is an audio file. And yeah, okay. it'll still show up in the same feed. Or you can actually, I think with with WordPress and Blueberry and some other, Blueberry is the one that I use. There's multiple um, podcasting plugins for um, WordPress. Um, you can actually have separate feeds for video, for audio. Um, I don't think you can do separate podcasts just because of the way that it does it. But the cool thing is if you get like a really awesome web host, you know, all you have to do is just buy a domain name and then just point it to a different WordPress site. So like all my websites outside of the micro.blog ones are hosted on DreamHost. Um, DreamHost, I've been with them for almost 15 years now. Um, Great company based yeah, out of L.A. Since uh, Global Internet Solutions. Yeah, Global Internet Solutions. Jeez. Uh, yeah, that was a fun time. If you, if anybody listening to this wants a, wants a good time and a really fun story, look up Global Internet Solutions. And, oh, uh, boy, do I have stories about that. I, that took me months to fight. Oh, you and me both because my, um, my, I got my dad's company, uh, their website through them too and it got shut down right in the middle of this giant project that we were trying to get off the ground and people were trying to vet us and then they go and they're like oh this count has been suspended and we're just like ugh yeah what is it what a disaster that was we'll, we'll have to do another program on that one. Oh yeah that'll be fun all all, all the failures of the internet over the years um Oy. but uh yeah i but use yeah, dream, host. So dream, dream host you like I, I've, I've been on GoDaddy since then yeah and i've been happy with them yeah i mean dream host is awesome. Uh, $10 a month, you get unlimited storage, unlimited bandwidth, unlimited email addresses, unlimited domain names. Like everything is basically unlimited for $10 a month. It's awesome. And cool thing is they have what's called a one click install. So let's say, you know, you get a domain name and you call it, you know, mypodcast.com, right? Uh-huh. Um, you add that 
to your DreamHost account, or you can even register the domain through DreamHost. And I'll, something really special about them too is um, every year or every few months, they'll just drop a credit into your account for a free domain name. So every time, you know, every three or four months or so, I'm, I, I'll just go in and either renew one of my domain names with a free one or register a new domain name. Oh, really? Accounts yeah. on renewals. Yeah. So it's really cool. Um, but yeah, you just that go, is cool. Yeah, you just go in there, you add your site. It's really easy. They they have really great instructions. Their customer support is fantastic. Um, but what they'll do is um, you go in one click install, and they have WordPress on there, and it'll install your own WordPress instance on your domain, and you can point it to like a subdomain. You can put it as like a you know mypodcast.com slash show like whatever you want to do wherever you want to put it it's really easy to put that in there and to do that and then you know then you're paying ten dollars a month and you have unlimited bandwidth and the cool thing is too they have a cdn a content delivery network as well so if you wanted to if you were sharing files like let's say you know you're talking about one of the things that's really big in tech circles is talking about the home screen on your devices and so what a lot of people do is they'll take a screen capture of their uh, home screen, you know, on their iPad or whatever, and share it. Well, if you're anticipating a lot of people downloading it, you don't want it hosted on your site. You want it hosted someplace where people can get it fast. So you put it on this content delivery network and, you know, you just link to it and boom, then it's always there. But Oh, I see. Would it be that much slower on your own site? Or... No, but, you know, it just depends on... I don't use it. Like I don't have a need for it. I don't have I mean I don't have millions of people listening to me, but there are yeah. some companies that, you know, that's what they use. So, you know, if you ever get to that point then, you know, it's something to look into, but and even a lot of podcast networks are built on CDNs as well. So, um I know like the guys at Relay FM, um really big tech podcasting uh syndication company um now. Um they they use a lot of like CDN stuff and they have their own servers and like all this they're they're crazy but they also have like fifty shows it's 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 awesome. Okay, um, well, what about uh, secure sites? Does DreamHost offer uh, like HTTPS? Do you have any of that on your sites? Every one of my sites is uh, secured um, because there's a great company called Let's Encrypt and it's actually run by the EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation. And um, they offer free SSL certificates. And the cool thing about DreamHost is um, they'll automatically renew it for you every time it expires. So you never oh. go without having a secure. That's software. cool. I don't. I don't have that. What does that cost to to have for the? It's free certificates. It's free. It's free. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I've, I've I've heard that. Like for for some of our sites, I've got like ten different websites. Um, that's now when you go to it, like in in Chrome or you know any other web browser. They make a point to put a big banner on there that says this is not secure, and I'm not asking for any, you know, information about them. So it's it's just kind of a turnoff. So well, it might be worth looking into that. The interesting thing about SSL too is is that a lot of people use that to verify if a site is real. So like if you go to Microsoft.com as an example, right. you know, um, even if you just type in HTTP colon slash slash Microsoft.com, it'll reroute you to HTTPS colon slash slash Microsoft.com because Microsoft right. has an SSL certificate. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you remember Microsoft.com back in the day, um, but I guarantee you that would not have HTTPS or a secure certificate on it. So Right, or, or the old WhiteHouse.com. WhiteHouse.com, that's right. Well, we won't talk about much else about WhiteHouse.com now. So, so uh, are there any uh, tips that you can uh, offer me as I start my journey into the, the world of podcasting um, as far as coming up with content ideas or delivery methods or building an audience, um, well, yeah. How, how do you build your audience? That's, that's a, another thing I've been wanting to ask you. Yeah. I mean, so it depends on what you're wanting to do with it. I mean, I've, I've been doing it for so long. I just, I don't like, I don't come in, I come in with like a general idea and I just kind of evolve it over time just to kind of, you know, like I learn what works and what doesn't work and, you know, don't be afraid. I, so when I do stuff like this, I'm a perfectionist. Like I've always been like that 
high school, college, my entire life, I've just been a perfectionist when it comes to stuff that has my name attached to it that I'm putting mm -hmm. out into the universe. Um, you kind of have to let that go because you can make a podcast as perfect as you think it is, but somebody's always going to find something wrong with it. And, um, which this is one of the reasons why I haven't gotten into YouTube yet. Cause I see how the YouTube community treats people that have like millions of followers. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't want anything to do with that. Um, but podcasting is kind of the same way where, you know, just be comfortable enough with what you've got and just know, especially since this is, you know, one of the first ones that you're doing that you're going to mess up, that it's not going to be the greatest thing in the world. And don't be afraid to take constructive feedback and criticism and turn that into something that'll make your show better. Um, always have a clear, um, you know, message, what you want to get out, like, you know, themes or whatever, um, specific topics. Cause I've found that people don't like when you've, talk about 10 different things, you know, fo yeah. fo focus on like two or three things. So I had a podcast f maybe about seven or eight years ago called tech cafe. And I did that with a couple of friends of mine and we, we would do Skype podcasts and record it and put it up. Um, we did about 20 shows that lasted a really long time and we had a lot of people listening. Um, but we talked about everything from coffee to video games, to movies, to, comics to like we were just kind of like all over the place it was more like nerd culture so like yeah. that was kind of like our focus was like hey we're going to talk about nerdy stuff like computers apple technology um and then i kind of let todd and tabby the two other hosts take over and talk about like the comic stuff and all that because i had and and like video games and they were talking about like world of warcraft and minecraft and like all this stuff and i'm just like yeah that, that's that's you guys and actually now todd runs a twitch channel and he's got like a lot of followers i think his name on there is hollywood reaper if anybody wants to watch him on that um shout out to todd um but you know we um we you know it, it, it was a mess but it was a fun mess and each one of us had our own separate communities that we were able to kind of promote it into. And so like, um, like Todd and I, the way that we met, um, we started our own paranormal investigation company in Las Vegas. What? And, yeah. And he actually, he's from Orange County. He actually lives in Long Beach. Now he, he was from there, moved to Las Vegas, moved back. Um, he was, if you ever saw the TV show, ghost hunters on sci-fi, uh -huh. um, yeah. he was in a ghost, or a paranormal investigation group that was affiliated with those guys as well. And so like he knew all of them. And so we kind of did that. And so we found people that were like that, that wanted to listen to that stuff. And, you know, there was a big crossover between people that like paranormal investigating and all that stuff and like gamers and tech nerds and things like that. So we did that. Um, Tabby was a gamer. So she, she, was really she did another podcast that talked about like video games and stuff so we had her on as one of our co-hosts so like we we had all these different places that we could pro cross promote our show and we would have guests on from other shows and we'd go on other shows and stuff like that or at least todd would i, I never had time <laughs> um you know it was it was great it was it was a fun podcast but it it, it was it was a organized mess that's what i like to call it and you know, we would uh, we would do like a rough outline of what we would do, what we wanted to talk about and certain points to hit on the show. Um, but it was it was 45 minutes to an hour of just pure chaos. And it was great. And it was so much fun. Um, I actually still have all of those episodes and I still have the domain name registered. So I might bring oh. it back one day with maybe with Todd and Tabby. I don't know. Or maybe just by myself. Um, so, yeah, we would do that maybe once once a week. And then we had a another weekly one that either Todd or myself would do that we called tech cafe decaf. And it was basically just because the tech world moves so quickly and the gaming world moves so quickly with like new releases, things like that. It was just kind of like a 15 minute, like, here you go, throw it out there. Like here's a rundown of all the news for the week. And it, so, you know, that was, that was kind of like our focus, but like, you know, whenever I would, Oh, excuse me. Soda. Um, <laughs> whenever I would do a podcast, like it would be a music podcast and I would talk about, you know, the artists that I was playing or the music that I was playing or like the stick world podcast, like it focused on stick players and stick news, like anything with it, you know, if Greg Howard, who's one of the bigger well-known um, Chapman stick players came out with a new album, I would talk about that. Or, you know, if there was a new video posted by Emma Chapman, who was the guy that created it, I would 
you know, hey, here's a link to Emmett's video or show Emmett's video when I was doing the video cast. Um, you know, always always have that focus. Uh, as you can tell, I'm not focused on this description, but <laughs> um, no. So, but but you're saying yeah, keep it focused. And you also used the fact that you had a large network of hosts and co-hosts that they were able to attract people from their different networks. Yeah, never be afraid. Like, I'm sure as, as you know, working in in like the film industry and everything, like it's all about who you know and it's all about the content contacts that you make. Um, never be afraid to, you know, reach out to somebody and just be like, Hey, do you want to be on my show? And if they say yes, be like, Hey, if you have social media, could you cross promote it? And just be like, Hey, I'm going to be on Corin's show. Um, you know, on this day, like, Hey, tune in, you know, things like that. That's the only way that that's the bit, the number one way that people will find out about your show is word of mouth. Um, guess. All right. Well, when I post this, I'm going to be asking you to uh, share it then. Absolutely. I'll put it everywhere I possibly can. Uh, so, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean Twitter. I'll even put it up on Facebook, which I hate getting on. So I'll I'll do that too. Um, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do the same. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. So you know, definitely. And then when you're putting together a show, like you always have an outline. Just know what you're gonna talk about when you go into it. Don't just like wing it. Um, that's probably the worst thing you can do because then you just sound unorganized, or you have to go back and edit it a lot. Um, that's the one thing that I like about the shows that I do. Like, I don't do a lot of editing. Um, I sit there and I think about what I'm going to say, what I'm, if it's a music podcast, what I'm going to play. And then I know, okay, I'm going to play this Jethro Tull song. So then I can talk about, oh, well, hey, you know, after the Jethro Tull song, like, that was Aqualung by Jethro Tull. And, you know, uh, it was in Anchorman and like all this stuff, you know, you, you think of some fun facts and, you know, that way I can just go through and just nail it. And if I mess up, then I can just re-record it. And, you know, then I can just copy and paste that section. And I've done that before. I've recorded a 45-minute show, and then I messed up the end. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to redo the whole thing. And then it was always 100 times better. Um, or, you know, maybe you want to go through and, and treat it, like, non-linearly. And, you know, go through and edit out all the ums and uhs and pauses. Uh, I've done that. It and it, it's uh, it hardly seems worth the the, the work. Yeah, so it, it really I, isn't. It's, I think my it, first few I'll, I'll edit a little bit, but eventually I'd like to get to the point where I can hit record and know that it, that you know that's what you what you see is what you get. Yeah, and I mean I'm not I'm not gonna tell you you're gonna be like this out of the box, but like if you listen to like the Joe Rogan podcast or you listen, uh -huh. I mean even listen to Howard Stern on the radio. I know he's been doing it for like 50 years. But right. they don't edit any of their stuff. Like Joe Rogan doesn't edit his podcast. No, no, and they've got three-hour shows every day. Yeah, and I mean they've been doing it for a while, but they've also yeah, he's got you know you know thousands. It, it's it's like this. It's just a conversation, and it's just you know, you it, it, you're the one in charge. If you don't like how something sounds or looks, you don't have to use it. So just you know, know that you have creative control, but then also know that you need to stay focused on what your end goal is and then the only other thing that i can suggest is if you have a regular posting schedule stick to it so Ooh, if you're like yeah i i'm not planning on having one but uh eventually I down the road i mean you know i know i should yeah i mean if you're gonna say you know i'm gonna do this show every week do it every week shows come out every friday you know by three o'clock have it out by friday three o'clock um you know that's kind of like I was doing a microcast when all of the stuff with the coronavirus started and I was pretty good about it. I did it for maybe the first like four or five weeks. Well, I was doing it every day and then I was like, all right, well, I'll do it every week because there isn't anything to report every day. And then it just kind of got uh -huh. to the point where every week I was saying the same thing. So I'm just like, all right, well, I'm just going to do this now whenever I feel like it, if there's something new to update. So like I might do one this coming week because um, Davidson County, which is the county that Nashville is in, um, is lifting is entering their phase one or phase two phase one phase i don't okay. know yeah um i don't live in davidson county anymore so i have no clue um the only thing that's impacted by that is my work <laughs> so um yeah so you know i might i might throw a microcast out there to talk about that a little bit and might have some other news coming as well so i'll throw that in there so hopefully i'll know more about yeah. that by the end of the week um well, I'll, I'll be eagerly listening and uh Hoping for good news for you. Yeah, I think you're like the only person that listens to my 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 microcast. So does it show you one one download? Yeah, well, it shows me like 
maybe 30 or 40, but I'm not entirely convinced that it's not my podcast app, like just pinging my site. Cool. All right. Well, Zach, I appreciate all the information. You gave me a lot of uh, good tips and advice on starting a podcast, um, how to how to run with it, and then also where to post it. Uh, if anyone wants to know more information about Zach or wants to find out his uh, publications, you can check out ZachWinnick.com or Zach.micro.blog. They might be the same site now. They are. I don't know. Right. For, okay. for now, I'm, I might be changing it a little bit. There's another there's another great site. It doesn't do my, microcasting or podcasting called blot.im. And uh, I, I kind of want to use that for personal stuff. And then I'll use my micro.blog stuff for like microcast and stuff. We'll see. Yeah, good way, to, be, good be way to separate it. Yeah. But but I appreciate you coming on and talking to me and doing my being my very first podcast guest uh, from, my, from my own personal program. I, I'm, I'm very honored to be your first guest and uh, I hope to come back because we can talk a lot more about some other stuff that doesn't involve podcasting, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, I'd love to have you back. So uh, we'll we'll be in touch. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks. Okay, thank you. You got it. And, and cut.